Welcome to the Ball and Breakfast Podcast. I'm Patrick Miller alongside Wayne Pois for another rendition of this, you know, lovely creation that we've, you know, started to put together. Um, if you haven't caught us just yet or don't know where to find us, um, we're on YouTube, obviously, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can catch us on our podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, we're getting hits in the UK. We're getting hits, uh, you know, all over the place so far. So, uh, you know, maybe we're doing something right. But, uh, you know, in general, if you like what you uh, you hear and you want more, um, subscribe to our channels, uh, you know, like our posts, follow us on you know any social media channel that we have. Uh, we love comments. We love to mix it up with you guys. So seriously, just keep uh, giving us the feedback you already have. Um, for this edition, we are going to break down the Eastern Conference and the first round uh, matchups and and kind of our predictions and insights on what we think uh, will happen. But uh, first, we had a, a couple play-in games. Uh, obviously, this new tournament in the NBA, they have uh, the seven and eight seed play each other for the seven seed in a one-game matchup. The nine and ten seed play each other in a similar style of a, a one-game playoff to to battle it out with uh, who will be there for the eight seed. So um, those matchups already happened um, for the seven and eight. Uh, seeds, uh, the Nets ended up beating the Cleveland Cavaliers um, 115 to 108. Um, tighter matchup than maybe some predicted. Um, I was a little shocked uh, just at the kind of the competitiveness of the game. Um, but in the other matchup, we had the Hawks, uh, you know, prevail over the Hornets in a 132 103 romp. Um, we had you know, some interesting things transpire on the court, off the court. Uh, Wayne, were there any things that uh, caught your eye in either matchup that uh, you'd like to, you know, talk to our viewers about? Yeah, well, I, I agree. I think it was Charles Barkley that uh, talked about the Nets, uh, you know, kind of just barely beating um, the Cavs. It was like, you know, something along the lines of like the same championship team if they're just barely beating the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, by, you know, a small margin like that. Um, you know, they played decent, they played okay. Like they, uh, Kyrie, he's just been hot. I think that's been the the biggest takeaway for me. Um, you know, I, I don't know the his shooting percentage off the top of my head, but it's like probably close to like 80, 90% or something like that these past couple games. So just really going off there, but you know, uh, I, they, they just don't, I, I don't see them making a deep playoff run, but, um, you know, with that talent, those you know, two like Hall of Fame caliber players on the same team, uh, it is interesting to watch at least. But yeah, I don't know if they're if they're going to go any too much farther. But we'll we'll save some ammunition for that. Um, the Hawks look really good, uh, even without John Collins. Um, I think uh, just seeing them, the Wings, DeAndre Hunter stepping up, Clint Capella, um, just killing it down low. Uh, you know, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think in the playoffs and. Like I said, we'll be talking more about that, but um, yeah, they're they really uh, showcased, I think, uh, just the caliber that 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 they can play at. You know that th- this was a team in the Eastern Conference last year, like they're, and now they're the nine seed. So a lot of uh, um, a lot of uh, fun games ahead, I think, for them. <laughs> Those are some good points. I mean, I was a little bit shocked at how close the matchup was. Um, I thought the Nets would come out a little bit hotter, um, given that it's, you know, playoff time and, and what have you. And, you know, if you got a guy like Katie and even Kyrie who've been there and done it, won championships, um, you just think there'd be a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, urgency there to kind of show out and kind of uh, send a message to, 
<laughs> ultimately the Celtics who will play um, in the next round. But uh, yeah, I was surprised also here that Kyrie was uh, fasting for Ramadan yeah. um, <laughs> to know that, you know, the body can be pushed in that way. And uh, you know, yeah. he's a kind of a quirky guy in general. I never knew that he was Muslim or, you know, just practiced uh, in that sense. So, yeah, you know, just interesting. And, and again, uh, he's been showing out the second that he got off that, um, you know, that restriction list. So um, yeah. it's just really remarkable in that sense. But uh, yeah. you may be onto something for, you know, where the Nets top out at, at least for this year. But uh, I'd still like to hold out hope. And, uh, you know, we'll get into that next matchup uh, in a second here. Um, as far as the Hawks and Hornets go, I'm not really surprised. I mean, to know they won by 30, I probably wouldn't have gone there. I wouldn't have put money on them you know, beating them by 20 even, but, uh, you know, I think the one takeaway I had was, uh, you know, just miles bridges, uh, you know, throwing a, a mouthpiece at a girl in the front row and, uh, you know, just apologizing, uh, you know, endlessly on, on, you know, the presser after the game or what have you. And, you know, I think he did the right thing by, you know, apologizing for that and accepting responsibility. And obviously he's going to probably have to make it up to the girl in the form of some basketball tickets or autographs sure. or whatever else. But, uh, yeah, just kind of a bad showing for that team overall in their first, uh, you know, appearance in this uh, with this unit. Um, but not surprised with what the Hawks did. I mean, this is a team that really, if we were just to power rank the Eastern Conference, I really see them as like a five six seed instead of you know playing in the you know eight seed matchup game. But uh, you know, their second half's been pretty impressive, and uh, you know, Trey Young showed out last year, and and they've got you know healthier and a deeper roster to, to, to bring along sure. with them. So uh, any other reactions or, uh, you know, happy to set up the, the first round? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think the, I think you covered it all that. Um, yeah. Excited to see, uh, you know, what the Hawks do, I think uh, for this playoffs. That sounds good. Without further ado, um, we'll just get right back, you know, right back into the tournament itself. Uh, there's eight teams left. Um in the first matchup we'll cover, it's the number one um, seed Miami Heat, uh, and they'll be hosting the the now eight seed Atlanta Hawks. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, Wayne? Yeah, I think uh, I, I really like this uh, this matchup. I I kind of predict this uh, actually going seven. Um, I I think that they, uh, they the Hawks match up really well with the Heat. Um, you know, they both got bruisers uh, uh, down low uh, with Capella and Abadayo. Um, But, you know, I think that uh, the Heat will prevail in, in seven games. Uh, I think Tyler Hero is probably going to be the difference maker there. Um, that being said, you know, the Hawks have played really well with uh, Bojan Bogdanovic uh, kind of as their sixth man off, off the bench there. So has been playing really well uh, uh, there and stepping in. But, you know, the Heat, the Heat with that experience, with that tenacity, I know they've had some ups and downs, I think, throughout the season. Uh, but their experience, I think, will, will, win, out, will, will win this uh, series for them. Uh, they have Lowry uh, giving that veteran uh, experience at point guard. Um, and, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, they just have enough firepower, I think, to take them over the top. But it'll be a great series, though. Like, yeah, like you saw, uh, no, you saw in the last game that Hawks are pretty legitimate, even without Collins. So, uh, you know, some could argue that maybe they are a little bit better, uh, at least for the playoffs in this case, but I certainly think they're a lot more fun to watch with Collins and his dunking. So, um, but yeah, I, I picked the, uh, the heat and seven here. 
I think that's a, a, a good way to break down this matchup. I mean, I think it goes the distance too in seven games. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to side with you as well. I'm going to pick the Miami heat too. Um, just from a sense of, you know, when we were looking toward the end of the season, they had a pretty big dust up between, you know, Jimmy and Udonis Haslam, who's been, you know, kind of their, uh, you know, locker room uh, leader for about two decades or so now. And, you know, Spo got involved and it was, uh, you know, one of those real dysfunctional outbreaks, uh, you know, on the court where everybody could see it. But you know, a lot of analysts were thinking this would be the, you know, the thing that kills the Miami Heat and, and their run this year. But they seem to rebound pretty nicely off of that, you know, dust up. They've been a team that's just kind of taking care of business against teams that are 500 or better. They really are the Atlanta Hawks. I just feel like they're just Atlanta Hawks on, on, on like caffeine or, you know, maybe a little bit of testosterone. It's like at every position, I just feel like besides maybe Trey Young, I, I just feel like you have Miami Heat edging the Atlanta Hawks out a little bit, whether it be just sheer talent or, um, just experience on the court or experience in big games like this. And um, I just I just can't see a scenario where, um, you know, Jimmy, uh, Kyle, you got Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, just great shooters, um, Adebayo, who's an all-star in his own right. It's like they've got too many guys who, uh, you know, play quick basketball. They're, they play team basketball. And, uh, you know, they're all kind of dogs, um, at least on the basketball court, just kind of fighting for each other. Um, Hawks are just, they're right there. It's, uh, it's kind of frustrating that they didn't bounce back this year, um, in the same way they came out last year. I mean, I think if everything was held together and, um, you know, they, they played hot out the gate, uh, perhaps they wouldn't be facing the heat in the first round, but, you know, maybe their upside had been a little higher. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, do you have any other reactions or thoughts to this matchup? Well, I was going to say a uh, shout out to uh, Max Struess, the, the, the DePaul alum on the Miami Heat and all that. Um, you know, got to get some representation there. So uh, other than that, yeah, that's, that's about it. But yeah, I think you covered all the bases there. It's not, not, I don't think it's the Hawks year, but you know, who knows? They can do some crazy things. And uh, with uh, X Factor like Trey Young, uh, anything could happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of other blue demons that are still on the court <laughs> and active. But it's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty probably a pretty slim, uh, you know, pickings as far as guys go. I know Paul Reed is on the Sixers, um, you know, at least for representation's sake. But I know at least when we were at DePaul, uh, maybe we won a, a conference game uh, per year uh, <laughs> at that. But uh, right. Anyways, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, for sure. So moving into the next matchup within this bracket, it'll be the number four Philadelphia 76ers against the number five Toronto Raptors. Uh, Wayne, uh, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, I think the biggest thing here was that uh, uh, Matisse Thibel is not going to be playing in Toronto. I, you know, uh, I was kind of going back and forth a little bit here, but that is such a big uh a disadvantage, I think, going into Toronto on the road in the playoffs um, is having your best perimeter defender just not being able to play at all. So, you know, I see this game or I see the series going uh, six games in favor of the Raptors. Um, I think they'll split the series uh, in Philly. Uh, I think then the Raptors will uh, uh, sweep them in uh Toronto uh and then Philly will win that one game with Matisse back there but then you know they're they're going to take uh the series um after that uh, is is my thinking um I just I think they I think out of all the teams 
uh, in the NBA playoffs. I honestly think the Raptors actually probably match up the best against uh, the Sixers um, in terms of their physicality, in terms of their length, uh, the wings. Uh, I, I think they match up really well there, their athleticism uh, with Siakam. Uh, Nick Nurse uh, just knows how to kind of take out Embiid, if you will. I think Embiid's shooting percentage uh, like the past couple of seasons against the Raptors is like something, something like 40%, which is pretty ridiculous for a center. So really knows how to, uh, you know, take out their, their best player there. Um, and yeah, you know, with Harden just uh, is, I, I don't think, you know, uh, half a season uh, with Harden in there. Uh, I, I just don't think that, that they're built uh, to make a, a deep run into the playoffs this season, uh, especially without Thibault. So, yeah, I like the Raptors in six for this. Um, but, you know, that being said, I've I've always liked the Philly players outside of Harden. So <laughs> other than that, you know, I, 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 I kind of wish the best for them. But, yeah, I got to go with the Raptors here. Uh, what do you what about you? What do you think for this? Yeah, I'm with you, Wayne. I'm 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 in on the Raptors. I you know I think in our Super Team episode that uh, you know we've already posted mm-hmm. uh, to our social media and on, on YouTube, um, you know, kind of explained kind of my position on James Harden, kind of his drive and kind of where he's at in his career. Even I mean, this isn't the James Harden that teamed up with uh, Chris Paul to make a deep mm-hmm. Western Conference final. I mean, this guy, he's a bit um, out of shape. I, I think. You know, his mindset has only gotten kind of worse since he's left Houston, just in terms of, you know, maybe it's just kind of always seeking greener pastures and kind of trying to, you know, wiggle his way into a perfect situation. But in a lot of ways, maybe that doesn't really exist for a guy like him. And right. you got to be team first when you go into the playoffs and you got to, you know, trust your teammates. You got to build that continuity, like you were mentioning, uh, with the, you know, the time they've logged together and, you know, like you said with Embiid, I can also see the Raptors just giving hardened fits uh, when Embiid's not on the court. I mean, I, I don't see the Sixers being incredibly deep. I, I, I think taking, you know, even Thibel out, it's like even with him on the court, I only consider them really like a six-man team. So, right. you know, now you're down to five. And in a lot of ways, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on Danny Green, who's maybe past uh, his mm-hmm. prime years as a, as a starting, you know, guard or six-man type or – you know, uh, you know, Tobias Harris has always been kind of a head scratcher, like puts up good points, but in the same sense, they're always kind of looking to dish him or they're looking to involve him in a trade to get rid of his contract. So it's kind of like, I kind of consider the Sixers like a paper champion ESPN favorite type team. Like, Oh, they've got two superstars. They must be great. Well, you know, so the Denver nuggets when they had AI and Carmelo, but it's like, in reality, sometimes those situations don't really play out the way they need to. But totally less about the Sixers and more about the Raptors. It's just I think the Raptors can kill you in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I think you already did a great job at outlining how Nick Nurse is as a coach, uh, the type of guys they have on that team. I mean, you've got you know, Pascal Siakam is a is a star. Um, Gary Trent Jr.'s had you know, just a breakout season in my eyes. I always liked what he was doing with the, you know, the trailblazers, but it seems like he's put an extra step into, you know, where he can go as a pro. Um, you know, they, they brought over Thaddeus Young from San Antonio. I just think he brings a lot of grit and leadership in, in that sense. And, uh, you know, OG Ananobi and even Fred Van Fleet, it's like just yeah. to bring those guys back in the championship roster. I think that they're not, they're not going to be scared to be in a first round matchup against Holy. the Sixers really that much. So, yeah. um, it, it just feels like a slam dunk to pick them. And I think picking them in six is a good call. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, Van Vliet is coming back from injury. So is Ananobi. So like they're, they're, they're getting healthy right at the right time. So yeah, it's just, it's just not fortunate. I think uh, for the Sixers. Uh, yeah. They, they, they definitely did not get the best uh, four or five matchup for sure. Uh, I think the Raptors are, are definitely going to take this. So I feel really confident about that. So, yeah. yeah. One question I'll throw at you is um, yeah. how should the Sixers view their season if they get knocked out this round? And um, what do you think they need to do for next year if they happen to exit early? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, blow it up. I don't know start the process <laughs> over again. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, you have such a great player, like, Embiid right um I think in a way part of me is like I kind of wish that they get a little bit younger I I do like Maxi as their point guard um definitely better fit than uh Simmons in this case for sure uh but you know if they could somehow I don't know swing Harden for something else uh you know maybe see what they can get for him um I just don't think that they are built uh um adequately this uh this season um uh, and but you know when you have a player like Thibault is like one of my favorite players just because of the, his defensive prowess and his tenacity uh, on there. But he's not the greatest scorer. But you know if they can get another type of wing scorer um, that can start with for them, I see that yeah you know maybe they can make a nice run there. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to say Harden is the answer in this case. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't see him fitting in um, too well uh, at least right now. So. Yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, maybe blow it up or just uh, see if they can uh, uh, trade Harden again. <laughs> uh, see if they can get some assets for him. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, it's I hope they don't go the route of, okay, we we exited early. We have James Harden. So let's just throw him that, you know, max extension. And it's just like, all right, now you're just strapped with a guy who's in his, you know, the wrong side of his 30s and, you're hoping and you're wishing they'll take you to the championship. But in the same sense, it's like the writing is kind of on the wall. I, I just think, you know, more you'd be smart to maybe ignore his personal relationship with James or just his, uh, you know, his thoughts of what James would be in that sense and kind of, you know, look toward the future and, and uh, you know, reload the right way. But um, yeah, moving on to the next matchup, uh, we have the number two Boston Celtics um, hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Man, this, yeah, this is going to be a good series, I think. Um, again, with the two stars for the Nets. Uh, but I got the Celtics winning in six here. Um, like I said, like, Urban is playing out of his mind. Uh, you know, that being said, I I do, I think the one thing that prevails is that the Celtics just have really good two-way players, um, you know, which I think you need in order to advance in the NBA playoffs uh, a little bit more so. Uh, you know, they got... Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White to help uh, guard Irving. Uh, Jalen Brown could probably go out there too. So I like them to help contain him and 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 kind of disrupt Irving. Um, and then you know to help guard uh, Durant. You know they got Tatum, they got Brown as well. Um, you know they, they they're just a good I think rotational defense overall. Um, it sounds like Robert Williams uh, could be coming back for this uh, for this series. I think. Waj just uh, like tweeted something on that. So, um, but even without him, you know, they got Horford base, uh, Grant Williams to help out down low, you know, are they going to necessarily bruise with like Andre Drummond? Maybe not, <laughs> but you know, I, I think they can definitely operate efficiently. Um, 
uh, and, and yeah, just beat the, uh, beat the nets there. I think they just have a deeper squad, um, on, on their bench too. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, some of the other players, you know, face, face could probably be, uh, in the bench, uh, Pritchard's uh, has been playing pretty well at the point guard there too. So, you know, yeah, I, I just think that they're a deeper team overall. And, um, you know, I think they're set up more so for success, uh, just with their, the winning streak that they had recently too, um, going forth in the playoffs, but yeah, it'll be a good series. Uh, maybe Irving does go off and challenges everything. So, but I, I think in the end of the day, uh, I'm picking the Sixers in six here. No, I think that's fair. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have felt that way if, if maybe this first round matchup was kind of a, or the play in, I should say, was kind of a <laughs> dud. Well, oh, weird, but it, it, it's hard because I, I, I threw the nets out there as my Eastern conference representative, uh, when we did our NBA predictions episode, um, and it's tough because I'm still sticking by them. I'm still going to stick with the Nets. I'm going to pick them now probably in seven. I, I feel more comfortable with that. But I just can't see a scenario where you've got Katie, you've got Kyrie Irving, uh, two guys who are, are seriously, you know, in the handful of guys I would select as maybe the best players in the NBA, you know, paired up together. You got Andre Drummond down low, um, who's just been gobbling up boards. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills bring, you know, just veteran experience there. Bruce Brown, um, he's been dropping, you know, 20 here and there, um, you know, lately. And, uh, you know, Seth Curry's there just to spot up and be kind of a, a guy who can take the pressure off on the offensive end too. And, you know, I hate to say it, but not to mention if you have Ben Simmons giving you anything off the bench, whether it's a uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and he's just, uh, your Tatum, you know, your Tatum or Brown stopper for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. I just feel like, you know, he's got a ton of athletic ability. Um, obviously Canada free throw or, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> win a lawsuit to save his life. But, uh, you know, in the same way, I just feel like, uh, you know, he's got to be good for something at this point, just something, give us something. But uh, yeah, it's tough because, you know, clearly, the Boston Celtics are the number two seed. And in the first half, they were really forgettable. I mean, mm-hmm. just outside the play-in tournament range. It was kind of like, they're just a complete afterthought. You thought Jalen Brown might be going to the Phil- you know Philadelphia 76ers for Simmons. And they just come roaring back in the second half. And, and it kind of always felt like they, they should be in this position. I mean, there's no reason why two, you know, six, seven, six, eight wings who can play defense, who can score at will, who can hit threes, who can you know, now be pretty good leaders. It's just like, it is their time um, to shine. And and this will be a good opportunity for them to get out and do it. Um, I was a little concerned about Robert Williams being out. Um, Now that you say that he's, you know, back in the fold, I think that adds just a really good, you know, layer of protection down low for them. Somebody who can score on the inside. Um, And Marcus Smart's a dog. He's been there. He's done it. Um, I respect his game a lot. And, uh, you know, It'll be it'll be a tough matchup. I, I don't say it lightly. I'll pick the Nets, but I'm going to go there. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I I, I think if if uh, I mean we know KD is going to get his buckets no matter who you put in front of him. But you know, if Kyrie's playing like he is right now and all that, like holy cow, you know, it, it's going to be a hell of a series for sure. Uh, you know, if you're shooting 80, 90 percent a night, like holy cow. So I think. It'll be a fun series, but, you know, like I mentioned before, I think the, the Celtics are really good on defense. I think they, they play great team defense. So I think, you know, uh, if they're smart, you know, they'll try to neutralize uh, things that KD can do, the things that Kyrie can do. 
Um, albeit that's easier said than done, you know, for both of those players. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Uncle Drew and Mr. Uh, you know, nobody can guard me in the entire NBA. So, yeah, it's, it is going to be tough, but I think the Celtics would do it. So, yeah. That sounds good. Um, so we'll just keep that in the back of our minds. Uh, a matchup we'll watch pretty closely. I think that might be one of the best first-round matchups in the NBA. But uh, no, that'll be a good one. Um, and finally, to round it off, uh, we've got the number three seed Milwaukee Bucks taking on our number six seed Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Coming in hot. What do you think, Wayne? What do you think uh, of our chances here? Man, this if, if there's a time for Patrick Williams to come out and, like, ball out, now is the time. Um, you know, the Bulls have been playing like crap. They have been playing like crap of, of late. Like they, they, they just have not been playing well. Um, you know, defense has been a little bit slower. Uh, you know, three, three has not been going in. It's, it just hasn't been, uh, the best, uh, couple weeks past month for the Bulls. Um, but then now they have Patrick Williams back. He's kind of showed some games. I think he's actually more of the X factor. You know, they're not going to have Lonzo ball in the series, you know, early in the season when they were winning a lot of games on the ball would like kind of guard their, their power forwards when uh, Patrick Williams is out and was kind of capable of doing that. Um, is he, you know, going to guard Giannis or whatever? No, but maybe he, he could have guarded in a rotation like uh, um, Chris Middleton or something like that. So, you know, I, I think in this particular series, you know, if the Bulls were fully healthy, maybe, maybe, but um, you know, I, I definitely think that the Bucks will take this, uh, uh, either in five or six games and kind of hoping for six just to, you know, keep things interesting. But uh, I don't think this is the best matchup for the Bulls here. Um, I think the Bucks, uh, I think they're coming in, you know, pretty much healthy uh, with Giannis and, and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Um, I just don't see the Bulls pulling this off as much as I want to. So um, I, I think, yeah, Bucks in either five, uh, possibly six here. No, I think that's fair. I mean, to your point about Patrick Williams, I mean, we just did our top 10 favorite NBA players list, and I'm, I'm actually shocked that he wasn't at the top of your list because <laughs> you've, been, you've been dropping Patrick Williams a lot lately. And, so and, you know, yeah. I want to see him break out and be the next, you know, the next, uh, you know, star player, maybe a Chris Bosh type, maybe a, a smaller, you know, Jason Tatum type or, or what have you. You never know mm-hmm. um, that, you know, whatever he turns out to be, maybe it's a Kawhi, like you were saying, I mean, That'd be the that'd be the absolute dream, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just too bad the Bulls were you know incredible in the first half, uh, especially out the gate. Um, you know, love what they're doing as far as you know they they signed Lonzo Ball as a great signing. Um, it was too bad he got you know beat up a little bit. Caruso off the bench was just another excellent signing. Another guy who you know took a took a fall. Um, DeRozan MVP caliber season. A guy who's in his you know young thirties kind of resurrected his career uh, and turned himself into, you know, for at least for this year, a top 10, top 15 player, at least for this season. I mean, he's been awesome. And, you know, it's, uh, it's too bad because I I really do see the Bucks beating them in five. Just like you said, I think this Bucks team, you know, if I didn't pick the Nets, I'd pick the Bucks to represent the East. I I just love what they have. It's, it's more about maybe what I see in potential in the Nets than it is about, Mm-hmm. You know, any slight box, they just think, you know, their team is is fully integrated. They've won a championship. Uh, you know, Giannis is top two in this league. I, I love, you know, looking at his stat line, but also just the energy and leadership he brings to the club. It's just, and the city, it's just, 
he's magnetic as far as being, you know, somebody you can root for and somebody you can trust to, you know, mm-hmm. carry your franchise. And uh, you know, Drew Holiday is an absolute uh, disruptor at the one. Um, Chris Middleton, I mean, he proved that he he's he he deserves his credit. He deserves to be called an All Star, and you know, he carried his weight throughout the finals last year. And you know, I, I don't like Grayson Allen. I think he's you know obviously a little <laughs> punk and. Hopefully, hopefully, if we go down in five, we at least you know take them down with us. But uh, right, I just yeah, there's not much else that I really feel like contributing. It's just too bad that the Bulls have kind of gone on this um, you know major skid toward the end of the you know season. It, it would already have been a tough matchup as it is, but if you're not going in with momentum, um, yeah. I just expect them to kind yeah. of fall out. Or- yeah, why why did it have to be the defending champion Bucks? Like, why did it have to be them? So, yeah, just bad luck with the draw. Um, but, you know, the Bulls didn't – even before that, the Bulls weren't playing well uh, against the top-seeded team. So, you know, this is exactly what we get for, though, for that, is, you know, for not performing and not winning against, uh, you know, the Bucks, the the Sixers, Heat and all that, you know, we're going to get kicked out. So, yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate. I think this season – uh, you know, it, it definitely has promise, and hopefully, you know, Lonzo Ball comes back healthy and everything for next season. Hopefully, Patrick Williams takes the next step. So there's a lot. There's still a lot of promise, I think, um, and hopefully, this is like a good step in the right direction. But yeah, I don't see the the Bulls advancing too too far uh, into the series. So season. So yeah. What what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, you know, as far as this season goes, I think it's a wrap. Um, unfortunately, I. I I love where this is going. Um, you know, I think on our episode where we were kind of discussing potential trades or potential acquisitions, right. you know, my hope is that maybe we just add that one extra piece uh, in the off season. Maybe it's a, you know, a Jeremy Grant type, or, you know, maybe it's like a PJ Tucker type who's just uh, been there, done it veteran who can, you know, add some really great minutes off the bench. But, uh, you know, maybe it's another route where we're, you know, trying to package one of our older guys or, you know, just, just, just make a creative trade that maybe, you know, sets us up for the, you know, the next, uh, the next season and then and, and the ones beyond that. I, you know, I, I wouldn't do too much with it because I do like our bench. I like the guys, like you were saying with uh, IO and, um, you know, Kobe White. I mean, I like what they bring, you know, to the team and they're still young and controllable. It's just like, you know, let's see where this goes. Don't, don't, don't do anything, uh, you know, uh, in a panic state. So, Mm-hmm. We'll see where it you know see where it goes. It's it's just good to see the Bulls back in the playoffs and see them back in a you know a winning type atmosphere. It's been a while since we've gotten to enjoy watching them as a franchise. So hopefully they just you know carry the torch in the right direction. Yeah, and I I think you know I I feel good about what AK is doing. I, I I don't think I've said that for you know for Bulls GM in a while or ever. So uh I you know hopefully yeah it doesn't pull off a whole uh let's trade Elton Brand uh away and all that. Um you know so uh yeah I think we're progressing well. You know let's just keep keep the pace going, make smart moves and yeah, I'm optimistic about the Bulls future um you know with, with things in place. So um yeah, just battle with the draw. Well, sounds good. Um, this has been a wrap for our Eastern Conference uh, first round video. Uh, Wayne and I are going to, you know, keep up with the playoffs here in the first round. We're going to, you know, fire up an episode down the road here, maybe in a couple of weeks where we analyze what happened and, and what's kind of coming up for the Eastern Conference. 
Uh, we also have a Western Conference video on the way. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be doing the exact same thing on the other side of the league, breaking down, you know, what happened in the plan tournament and also, uh, you know, how the bracket was really set up. So uh, if you like what you hear, give us a like, uh, share a comment on what you think is going to happen uh, in the first round in the East. And as always, uh, you know, continue to look out for us on, on Apple, Anchor. Uh, we're on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Spotify, wherever you, you know, consume your content, we'll be there. So, uh, you know, with Wayne, um, I'm Patrick, and then we're signing off for this episode. Take care, everyone.